Welcome to Positivity Strategist, a podcast that injects a good deal of optimism and possibility into your life at home and at work. Conversations with thought leaders and everyday people shine the light on what works and amplifies those everyday micro moments of positivity, irrespective of what else is going on. You'll be energized by lots of practical tips, inspiring you to live a truly satisfying and meaningful life. Hello, everybody. This is Robin Stratton-Burkessel, host of Positivity Strategists, and welcome to our show. Today, my guest is Carolyn Koprash. Carolyn works on the happiness team at Buffer. Here's a sneak preview of Carolyn. We get to do it within our own values of complete radical transparency and personal self-improvement and, and having positivity as a central tenet to our culture. Like We get to do all of that. As you can hear, Carolyn is such a wonderfully warm human being. But before I jump into my conversation with Carolyn, I've got some exciting news. We're creating a new project which will be launched mid-year and I'm looking forward to sharing more about that over the next weeks. It's another global offering with the intention of creating more tools for leading positive change in the world. Next, Positivity Strategist podcast is moving to a fortnightly show. And for those of you who don't speak Australian or British English, the term fortnightly means every two weeks. And my last announcement, our next show will be a little departure from the norm. We're producing a special show for our local TEDx Navisync event which will be made up of short, short interviews with speakers. It'll be a blast. And this show will be used as a promo loop on the iNav internet radio show hosted on Radio Flag app, and you'll be able to hear it here on Positivity Strategist. And we're really happy to be volunteering our production capability. And now to our regular Positivity Lens reframe segment. I do this at the beginning of each show as a way to strengthen our positivity muscle and to hone our ability to view people and situations through multiple lenses. Remember what you focus on grows. Now in last week's episode, positivitystrategist.com slash PS30, Stefan Thieringer offered us two great strategies to become more self-aware that will also increase positivity in our lives. So how did you do with tracking your activity every 15 minutes for a day or two or three? And did you get clarity around how to become more self-aware and how you spend your time? And did you find that you could actually eliminate some things, thereby freeing up some space for yourself? And the second one was how did you go with substituting if with when in your talk? Did you start saying when I do X instead of if I do X? And did you then follow that up with when I do X, then Y might follow? Did it feel more concrete to you instead of being a bit iffy? And now to this week's show. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Carolyn Koprash to Positivity Strategist podcast. Carolyn focuses on customer happiness at Buffer, and I love that. I've been a very happy Buffer customer for more than four years, thanks to Carolyn and her colleagues. 
So I was thrilled when she said yes to being my guest. Carolyn, thank you for being here and welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting. (laughs) Great. So Carolyn loves to talk workplace culture, remote work and customer experience. And so do I, especially when the culture puts into practice its values of positivity, transparency and self-improvement. So not only do I totally love and depend on my Buffer app to help manage my social media sharing, I'm totally admiring of Buffer's culture. And my history with Buffer goes back about four years. I emailed a support question and I received an immediate response which solved the issue that I was having. And I was so delighted that I emailed back to let them know how happy they made me feel. Now, over time, I started to dig around and found out that Buffer's modus operandi was not only about progressing their product and service, but also the happiness of its users and team and personal growth along their journey. So, Carolyn, we have so much to learn from you about your experiences, but I'd love to ask you this one first. What's one word that best captures working at Buffer for you? Ah, oh, that's a good one. Um, I uh, I feel that if I had to pick sort of one word, and there's a there's there's a lot I could choose. <laughs> um, I think I would pick at the moment um, gratitude, uh, and the reason for that is that well, first of all, it's our ninth value. Um, we have ten values. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have eight, and then um, at a certain point we realized that gratitude was a central theme in a lot of the conversations that we were having, uh, among the team and a lot of the decisions that we were making and a lot of the culture. So we added it as an official value. And we did that again later, um, down the road with the value of do the right thing. But for me, I think that's, that's been one of the central themes of everything that I've known at Buffer, um, both sort of within the team, because we're all just so grateful to have the chance to work with each other. I think there's a lot of love in the team and, and we, we share that a lot. And I can go into a bit more detail of how we do that specifically. But as you mentioned, you know, you've you've been a customer and that's the kind of gratitude that's endless for us. So we know that every day we get to wake up and do this and have this experience because of the customers. And so that's sort of the central theme of almost every conversation we have is just being grateful for the opportunity to be here and do this. So I think I'm going to pick gratitude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. Nothing wrong with gratitude at all. I'm just wondering, do you have a kind of a peak experience? Is there one story that maybe can demonstrate how gratitude is, is lived out in your organization? Yeah. Um, gosh, there's so many. One thing I would, I would point out that's pretty recent is that we recently started to use a service called small improvements. And we use this as a, as a way to give feedback to each other, um, which we lovingly refer to as feed forward because Mm -hmm. it's looking forward, not back. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and, uh, this was something that, that we started to do because we value transparency very much at Buffer. Almost everything we do is transparent, at least internally, if not externally. So we decided to to start to give feedback transparently as well so that everyone could see the conversations that we were having. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that started as just a, a place to give constructive comments. 
But there's also a feature of it, which we hadn't even really known about called give kudos um, and give praise. And that's, in fact, the feature that gets used way more. Um, so even though we originally started using the service to give constructive comments, we we often see that there's just tons of messages back and forth mm-hmm. among teammates about things that we're, we're thankful for. And, you know, little from from little things like, hey, I really appreciated your advice on that one customer conversation yesterday to big things like, you know, you've made such a difference in your two years here. That's probably a, a recent example. To look back a little bit, you may have got an email from us when we were hacked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rem- yep. I'd forgotten, but now you're reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, October of 2013. So um, that was a really transformative experience for me because traditionally we had, at least in my time, we had had generally an up and to the right experience, right? So we were doing better. We were growing. We were serving our customers better than we did in the past almost every month. And that was one of the months that everything kind of fell apart uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the promise that we had made to our customers and, you know, the responsibilities that we had. And that was still one of the most amazing outpourings of, uh, of appreciation and um, support from our customers, which was absolutely mind-blowing to, to me and to the whole team. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, when something like that happens, you, you expect and you deserve a lot of really upset, frustrated unhappy people. And of course, there were folks who, um, who were quite anxious about the, the outcome of that, rightfully so. And we also just got so many people who said, you know, congratulations, if being hacked is sort of a rite of passage as a, <laughs> as a startup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we trust you guys more now because of the way you handle this and right. that kind of thing, which is just, um, you know, I think, I think that that just, really solidified it for me that that our customers are special and that we're just we're just so lucky to have to have such an amazing group of people to work with every day. Yeah. That's their two great stories already and I'm sure there are lots of others. So it's still focusing a little bit on you Carolyn. Um so in this, you know, this expression of gratitude and you've demonstrated how it has this ripple effect. And it kind of just builds this, I call it a positivity resonance so that, you know, one good thing leads to another good thing. And so you kind of get swirled up in in, um, wanting to do your very best. So without being humble, what do you most value about yourself? (laughs) So how are you, you know, doing this gratitude? If we take gratitude or any of the other values, you know, what is it that you, you really value about how you're contributing to your to your workplace? Oh my, (laughs) that's a hard question. Um, You've had all this wonderful feed forward. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay. Well, okay, I'll give myself this. Um, I will say I've learned a lot. (laughs) So I've been with Buffer uh, about two and a half years. Um, And I think that that's a way that I, I... can try and contribute uh, to the team in its current form. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've gone through a lot of transition, um, when I joined, the support team was was three people, and then it went down to two. Now we're a team of seven, uh, which is pretty exciting. We've done a lot of growing, but I think one of the things that's that's really fun for me in my role is to um, to remember the early days uh, when 
we weren't sure if we were going to make it over the next few months. And we weren't sure, you know, exactly how much we were going to be able to grow and, and all these things, you know, now it's, it's a little bit easier to, to see the path forward. But in those days, you know, absolutely everything was about the customer. You know, one customer's experience was the only thing that, that we cared about in any given moment was the customer we were talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think I really love to, to return to that and, and try and make sure that we, we hold on to that as best as possible as we grow. And I've been lucky to have a just absolutely incredible team around me who uh, believes in that fully as well and has made that really fun and really easy and uh, has sort of, as we grow, has been able to better use the resources that we have um, and even improve as opposed to, you know, sometimes letting that slip a little bit as, as can sometimes happen as companies grow. Yeah. So is that um, something about your valuing your own loyalty to um, the product, the service, the customers, the people, and the continuity and building on the best of the past. You know, I'm just wanting to really get a sense of, you know, what it is about you that is <laughs> that you really appreciate and you know that you're adding to the team. So um yeah, I guess I guess continuity is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um I think yeah, the, just the ability to always return it to how is this going to work for, you know, customers, um, the mm-hmm. whole, the whole mm-hmm. group of people who we serve and who we've made promises to, and mm-hmm. also every individual one, um, you know, any individual experience. Yeah, that's great. So what, what, why don't you say a little bit about the actual work that you do and how you, how the customer is so central? Sure. <laughs> yes, that would probably help. Great. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we, um, so as a company, um, we are obviously a, a software company, so um, we sort of build and support and write about social media and and tools that you can use to to improve that and strategies and, and all that stuff. So um, the the happiness team at Buffer uh, is the sort of the support team and community team and um, just the people who who interact every day with the customers and think about. Um, you know, how we can improve that experience. So obviously there's kind of the the first level of it, which is answering emails and tweets and responding to inquiries that come in um, on Facebook and, you know, um, all all that sort of thing. Um, I think what takes us, or at least the the goal of what takes us from being a support team to a happiness team is taking a lot of that learning and putting it into action. So we are in regular communication with the engineering teams and the product teams and the marketing teams Mm -hmm. about here's, here's something that seems to be confusing customers. Is there a way we can rethink this flow? Or, um, you know, this is a feature request that a lot of different people have described in a lot of different ways, but it all comes down to this one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we try and be on the lookout for that and, and really, um, listen, not just sort of respond. Wow. Very nice. Well, it's nice to actually have the whole picture, right? To get a sense of the wholeness of an organization as opposed to just your tiny little piece and that's all you ever do. So the, right. f- the fact that you, you know, you're all in this together and you're all understanding and appreciating everybody's contributions, I guess, sounds very beautiful. 
It is. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the organisation then. So because, um, you know, having read a little bit about you and um, and so on, I understand that you're not an ordinary organisation and I wouldn't <laughs> even say, you know, what's your organisational structure because <laughs> I, I, I don't think that would be appropriate. So would you like just to say a little bit about how, how Buffer um, kind of, is <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah you're right um buffer is unlike any organization i've ever been um certainly a part of and then really haven't been exposed to even um and you're right the the structure comment is <laughs> really quite funny because we're we're always um sort of changing and i would say the one constant at buffer is change um mm-hmm. and so right now we're exploring this this sort of more flat organizational structure that's based on the book Reinventing Organizations. It's um, it's a model called a teal model, which is much more that each individual person is self-managing and does the most valuable thing that he or she can do for the team, for the customer, for the whole organization. And then if every individual person does the most valuable thing that he and she can contribute, then the organization will grow and flourish. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing yes. right now. Yay. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. So um, now that's why I was digging into what you value about yourself, right? <laughs> I see. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm only, I'm only, I didn't do it like that. I just had that insight now because you're using the word valuable. And I- <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're so right. No, you make a great point. Yeah, that's the thing. I think um, that's what's so fun about this is that the, the customer is at the center and maintaining our company culture is at the center mm-hmm. and we each do it a little bit differently, which is, I think, what makes it it's mm. so fun to get up and go to work every day. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, um, so just talking about the Teal organisation, have you also been introduced to Don Beck's Spiral Dynamics? I haven't personally. I've also have been reading Reinventing the Organisation or the Corporation? I can't remember what they say. Reinventing... Uh, organizations. Organizations, yeah. Organizations, yeah. In that yeah. book. Yeah. yeah, in that book, right. So, yes, and um, I was really delighted when I picked it up to see that it's very based very much on, you know, Ken Wilber's work and then a lot of spiral dynamics when, um, you know, Frederick LaRue talks about um, the colours and so on. And it makes mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of sense to me. I really get excited to think that there are organisations out there implementing this and living this fact that we are self-organizing systems and flexibility mm-hmm. is so important and mm-hmm. you allow people to do their very best work and they will right so exactly. I think that's great so um, that's why I'm just so excited about um, your organization why I'm a big fan oh thank you yeah. it's, been, it's been so interesting especially I mean we were so so inspired by that book and what's cool about it is that no example in that book is the same as any other example. And that's true for us as well. So a teal organization and another teal organization might look totally different. And we get to do it within our own values of complete radical transparency and personal self-improvement and, and having positivity as a central tenet to our culture. Like we get to do all of that and explore Mm -hmm. what it means to be teal as, you know, the buffer version of teal, which um, I think makes that model sort of special is that you make it your own and, and it it evolves with your organization. Yeah, I totally agree. And so how did you come up with these, I, you know, I've, 
I've seen your 10 values and I'll put a link to that particular blog post on our show notes page and some of the other cool stuff that you're sharing. What was the process by which you at Buffer came up with these particular values, positivity, transparencies, and so on? Joel and Leo had created this amazing culture where, you know, people were were kind to each other and, um, you know, it was all based on the book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And they really kept that as their North Star, their guiding light for mm-hmm. how they treated each other and how they treated customers and all that. Um, so a lot of that was already in place. So when we started to think about choosing values, um, it's so interesting because you, you feel like you're in one of those personality tests where, you know, it says, would you rather be A or B? And they're not usually opposites and they're not usually, there's not usually one obvious right or wrong answer. You know, values are, are very personal. And just because somebody has one value doesn't mean that it's wrong if another person has a different value. So um, we had this sort of fun conversation of what it would look like if we really wrote them down. What we did was we had an anonymous survey that said, what do you think the values of Buffer already are Uh uh, for Uh everyone in the company? And I think there were like maybe eight of us at the time. Um, And so it wasn't, what would you like them to be, but who are we already, Mm -hmm. you know, and what is it that that we already identify with? Um, And so we all picked three or four values um, and shared those. And then as a company, we all just came together and identified the ones that, that we all agreed on. Um, and that turned out into the, the first eight values. Wow. Um, and I, I think of it as, you know, you don't ever want to, you know, choose a favorite child, but, um, we do have sort of three keystone values. I think, um, positivity, transparency, and personal self-improvement are mm-hmm. kind of the, the top three, the, the banner ones. Um, and then all the rest is, is a lot about how we approach work and how we approach each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then later on, uh, and we were thrilled with, with the eight that we chose, and they felt very much like what we were, the direction and path we were already on. Um, and then down the road, we added gratitude because we realized that that was really central to us, and it was coming up in conversations mm-hmm. constantly. Um, and then even further down the road, we added do the right thing um, because that felt like something that, that was really close to our hearts. Which is different from do no evil, right? <laughs> <laughs> It is definitely different than do no evil, um, although I love that one too. <laughs> I know. I've done some work at Google and I used to laugh at that. But anyway. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never worked, so I don't know how that's implemented, but I think yeah. it's, I believe in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if you research it, you'll find out that it has a very positive intention. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So um, this is very exciting because what that is suggests to me, your process for discovering, you know, what your core values were really is foundational to finding out the best of what already existed. So you didn't have to make anything up. You didn't have to bring anybody in to tell you how to do it. So you really started ground up what we already do well and is just so intrinsic to who we are. So I love that. That's that's cool that you that happened that way. Yeah, I love that as opposed to saying who do we want to be. Yeah. It was, what do we yeah. already feel yeah. where we Absolutely. are? So, yeah. yeah. Wow, very cool. So um, I would love if you would be willing to kind of dive in a little bit and tell me how do you actually, you know, positivity being, you know, one of your 
top values. I'd like oh. to explore the three of them, actually, positivity, transparency and personal self-improvement. And maybe if you could just talk a little bit about how do you do that? So anyone listening in thinks, well, you know, how do you do positivity at work all day? Um, you know, is it just walking around with a big smarty face or, you know, <laughs> which I imagine. So um, that would be awesome if you could do that, Carolyn. That's a really, a really good question because people often say like, it's, it's not natural to be happy all the time. Um, and that's been a really interesting adventure that we've taken with the positivity value is sort of determining what the difference is between positivity and happiness or positivity and joy or positivity and gratitude. Um, and I think, um, it's, it's, it's like you say, you know, nobody walks around with, with a smile a hundred percent of the time. Um, and being happy is sort of a lot more uh, of an internal mm. thing that you do and practice. Um, and yeah. positivity is more of the choices that you make around every individual moment, I think. Um, yeah. so we try and do that, uh, personally by, you know, looking at the positive in any particular, you know, there's obviously a lot of positive there. You just look at the positive. Um, mm-hmm. but even in the challenges, um, not that you don't try and learn from mistakes and, and all that, but I think if you look back at, at any of our individual histories and the company as a whole, it's really easy to see the times that were struggles were really blessings, um, as well. And so we try and hold on to that memory and uplift each other and always, sort of explore all sides of something that maybe seems a little bit dark. (laughs) Um, I'm so happy you're saying that because, you know, positive psychology and happiness and all those things, it is very important to make the distinctions between all the different moments and they, and emotions don't last forever, right? And there Mm -hmm. are good emotions and there are bad emotions, but it is about how you choose to look at it. And you mentioned that. I don't know if you know the work of somebody called Barbara Fredrickson, um, she wrote the book Positivity, and her most recent book is called Love 2.0. So she's rebooting how we look at love. And oh. she has this beautiful expression, um, or she's come up with this term. I mean, she's a scientist, so she does all this research on, on the science of positive emotions. Mm. Um, and she's out of the University of North Carolina. And so she has come up with this um, this notion of positivity resonance, which is made up of all these little micro moments of love because that's what it is. You have these micro moments of something of love which connects you with another human being or connects you to what you're doing. So it's a beautiful concept of what real positivity is. Um, and it's not just about positive thinking or, you know, smiley faces or anything right. like that. And positivity, if people go around all the time, it can be very exhausting. If, you know, there's, right. there's, there's, you know, what's genuine and authentic versus, you know, not. So it's, that sounds very real in your case. So what about transparency? Yeah. So transparency is a little bit less slippery to talk about. <laughs> I should clarify that the, the wording of the value I think is really relevant here. Um, we shorthand refer to it as transparency, but the, the value is default to transparency. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason I point that out is because I think it's not just that we are transparent when possible. It's that we are transparent whenever it's not impossible. <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> which is a little bit of a, of a nuance, but it is a key difference um, because we try to share everything, absolutely everything internally and externally, mm-hmm. if it will provide any value at all. Mm-hmm. So what that looks like in practice is uh, internally, we have completely transparent emails. So everybody knows what's going on inside the company. Um, we, uh, we do our self-improvement efforts transparently. We share that um, within the company. Uh, you know, we, we write down what we're working on every single week, you know, and then externally, of course, we share basically everything. We share our revenue, our salaries, our, um, you know, our, our process for, you know, like the, on the blog today, there's a, there's a really long detailed post about what it looked like when we explored buying Mm buffer.com, um, which is, you know, could be, a taboo subject potentially. Um, and there's some aspects of it just due to the, the nature of having third parties involved that, um, that we, we do hold back, but everything that is on our end that we're able to share, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just, I mean, that one's a lot, a lot easier to describe because we just tell everybody everything that, that we can. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and let me come back to these in a minute, but, um, why don't you move on to self-improvement? Tell me how that's lived out and what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So that's, um, that's kind of the third and, and I think one of the most fun parts of, of life at Buffer is the self-improvement effort. Um, and what's interesting about self-improvement is that, um, as, as fellow humans, we have a lot of the, the same, you know, things, things that, that we can work on that are just sort of generally universally true. Um, that, that make you happier and healthier and, and a more productive human, like, um, you know, sleeping better or sleeping more or taking more steps, getting more exercise, um, reading more, things like that. So, um, we try and sort of get in touch about those things and we support each other, um, both by actually sort of putting our money where our mouth is like Mm -hmm. buffer buys everybody, um, a, a jawbone up and Kindle and it gives unlimited Kindle books and that kind of thing. Um, so we, we, we support that from the company side and we also support that from the individual side. So every single week we, we have a a partner, um, at, at buffer where we, we talk every single day, um, and it trades once a week. So you talk to one person for a whole week and then switch, um, kind of about what you're working on, um, and how you're, you're doing, and you, you kind of trade ideas and one person might say, you know, oh, that's really cool that you're trying to, to, to go to bed earlier. Have you tried this or that? Um, so we, we do that because that's we awesome. share a lot yeah. of those things. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's one of my favorite parts about, about culture at Buffer, in fact, mm. is the pair call. Um, so it's fun. Sorry, because, what did you call that? The Oh, we call it the p- uh, pair call. P- pair call. Pair call, yeah, P A I I. And so, because we're paired up. Oh, pair, <laughs> it's <just> okay. Issues, yeah, <laughs> um, it's not really a very formal name. It's just what we call it. Um, but but yeah, that, it's that cool. keeps you that keeps you on it, right? You no opportunity to slide or slip or deviate. Exactly. And yeah. It's so um, important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just talking about it and making it a part of the conversation of your day mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier to focus on. Um, so yeah, we, we do kind of the, the shared ones, which are, you know, exercise and sleep and reading and, and those kinds of things. But then every individual person also has really unique self-improvement efforts, which, um, is also really fun. Cause first of all, you get to know people really a lot better based on what they're 
their personal passions are like, mm-hmm. um, you know, losing weight or learning to speak a new language or, um, or, you know, spending more time with your family, like any of these things can be, um, can be personal self-improvement efforts. And it doesn't matter if you're the only one in the team working on them, everybody will rally mm-hmm. around you and support you and, and try and, um, try and make sure that you succeed. Yeah. Wow. Um, this is awesome. And of course, um, I've just got down self-improvement, but really you've been focusing on the personal self-improvement, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I love that in, um, in your podcast submission, cause we have this form, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a form where we invite our guests to fill out um, something in, in advance of our call. And you added that when you're not at Buffer, you play tennis, you drink tea and you <laughs> like to dance to country music. And I was thinking, wow, that says a lot about not only you, it says about the culture, you know, it, and again, I think I mentioned it earlier, it's about being valued as a whole person. You're like, it's the whole of you that comes to work. Yeah. And there's still some, you know, so many people who don't have that, that same opportunity. And for what you've said, you're so grateful for that you can come in and you can be who you are at work and and all of that matters. It's not just your your productivity and, you know, what you're churning out, but, you know, the whole of you matters. Right. Yeah. And, and that means that, you know, that reflects on how you work with your customers, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. So it has such benefits. Wow. You work with some very cool people. <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and if there's, um, as I mentioned, you know, as a company, we are very transparent, um, mm-hmm. but that naturally leads to us being very individually transparent as well. So if mm-hmm. there's anybody on the team who is working on something or has thought about something that, that you are looking to learn about or explore anything like that, you know, feel free to reach out to any of us individually by email or Twitter. Um, it's really, it's our greatest pleasure to get to, to share this type of of stuff with, with more, even more people. So, um, yeah, feel free to check out, um, you know, our blog and our individual Twitters and our self-improvement, um, hack pad, which we share every week. Um, in case there's anything that, that you want to talk about, we would love to. Yeah. Thanks for that. And as I said, I'll put these links on our show notes page so people can do it, but there's an invitation to connect with you via these different social channels. So that's really cool. Um, so just sort of in conclusion, um, I would just like to ask a couple of more things, Carolyn, and what is, what would you say to people who work in different organizations who say, wow, how do, how can I change my culture or how could I start implementing some of these things? How do you deal with that? Yeah, gosh, I have sort of, I'm of two minds about this because on the one hand, I want to say, um, you know, don't try and change your culture into what we have because what we have is so uh, specific to the people who are on our team. Um, you know, try and try and embrace what's unique and special about your organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I think that a lot of the things that we do are really are really special, and that's why we share them is in case it's useful for anybody and anyone wants to learn from them. So, um, yeah. So if it is something that resonates with you mm-hmm. and you feel is 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 uh, is would be beneficial for your team, I think honestly just talking about it. <laughs> I mean, it seems so silly um, and it's such basic advice, but um, that's how these things have come about. You know, we have all of these things in place now, but um, it all evolved over time and it all evolved based on one person saying to another person, hey, you know what would be cool? 
and then mm. those two people doing that thing and then it catching on. Um, for the most part, very few of these have, have been company-wide decrees mm. that, you know, we say, okay, now we're going to do this, um, you know, a lot, it, yeah. it, it evolved a lot more organically. So if there is something that appeals to you about this or if any mm. other ideas come to mind, um, I think what we've learned is just do it, just try it on mm-hmm. a really small scale. And then if it's awesome and it's succeeding and it's bringing you joy, then that will spread naturally as opposed to maybe saying like, here's a new thing we're all going to try today. Right. Um, that can be a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. So it's de- definitely kind of the approach mm. a- and having a supportive environment in which you can speak up and your voice will be heard. So it's, it's actually it's simple, but it's also complex, right? Yes. There's, there yes. are lots of moving parts. Wow. Um, do you have people lining up at your door, you know, emailing you, tweeting you, saying, how can we join? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we're very lucky that, um, you know, we, we are always hiring uh, and we get to hear from a lot mm. of people every day who, mm. are, who are curious to come aboard. So, um, yeah, if this sounds like something that, that appeals to anybody out there, we would love to hear from you um, if if this sounds like home to you. That's so nice. <laughs> um, we do have a couple rolls up um, that we would, we're always looking for folks. There you go. And uh, so what's exciting right now for you in Buffer? Oh, <laughs> um, well, we just launched Pablo, um, which is a really cool, um, really cool story, I think, because it's a it's it's just this tiny side project uh, that turned into a whole sort of side brand. Um, and that came out of something that that is is sort of our manifestation of the teal organization which is task forces ah. um, so the idea that anybody can work on anything that they think is going to be valuable and um, that sort of happened really naturally you know in the past maybe that wouldn't have have been as as doable because people wouldn't have felt like they mm. could just tug on any thread um, but yeah this one came out of somebody saying you know images you know we we've written this blog post about how images are are so engaging on twitter i wonder if we could make adding images easier mm-hmm. um and you know then hop skip and a jump later we are launching a product that allows you to um to add words to images to you know inspirational quotes or, or anything like that um so yeah just kind of seeing what's happening um is really fun and as we move even further into the teal world you know, sharing some of the the tasks a little bit more widely. You know, in the past there was an engineering team and a team that mm-hmm. does writing and a team that does support and a team that does, you know, product. Um, mm-hmm. And those roles are meshing a lot more mm-hmm. now. So, um, you know, we're all able to, to play an even bigger role in in helping mm-hmm. the organization move in the direction that it's going, which I think is, is probably the most exciting thing that's happening. <laughs> that's fantastic, yeah. So that kind of collaboration and cooperation and codependency and mm. all, all of those co-words, you know, yeah. together things, right? Co-being exactly. together. This is very cool. Yeah. Um, so, Karen, and I would love it if you um, had two or three thoughts about what you could offer or suggest to our listeners about increasing more positivity in their lives on a day-to-day basis. Could you come up with a couple of suggestions that would be so helpful and we'll put those in our show notes and in our Positivity Lens activity for your episode? 
Sure. Um, thanks for asking. Um, this is going to seem like a shameless plug, but it's, it's not, <laughs> um, go I for it. Reading the buffer blog. <laughs> um, not only because, um, I, I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a great blog, but actually we do talk a lot about positivity and implementing, um, you know, positive changes into your life. Uh, it's a central theme of the blog. And so if that's an interest to you, uh, that's a really great place to look for resources on the subject. Um, there's a lot of science and a lot of really actionable things, um, as well as kind of the philosophy. So, um, that would be one. (laughs) That's a great one. (laughs) And, uh, probably the other would be, um, to make a habit of gratitude. Um, and I, I assume your listeners at this point are, are tired of hearing me say that word, but um, it really, I've, I've personally found it to be the most influential piece of my overall happiness, um, both on a day-to-day basis and sort of on a grand scale of, of life. Um, and that is really, really easy to do on a really small scale. So, um, you know, I, I read this blog at... Um, at holsty.com and they have this exercise that they recommend this month of sort of breathing with gratitude. So take a breath in and then take a breath and then let your breath out and think about one thing that you're grateful for. Um, and you know, it doesn't have to be this epic thing. It can Mm -hmm. be, I'm grateful for, you know, this tea that I'm having today is really Mm -hmm. awesome. You know, it can be small. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but taking the time to recognize the little joys around you, um, and things that have been, um, that have uplifted you today and yesterday and, you know, in your life, um, can be, can be small, can be big. Uh, I think that is probably the biggest thing I would, I would say has contributed to my own personal happiness. And, um, it's, it's, can, you can be really fun by yourself in a journal can be, can be really great to have a partner. Um, I know, for example, uh, some of our, our team, I think Leo has done this in the past, um, having a gratitude partner where you just contact each other every single day and share one or, or three, if you're feeling ambitious, um, things that you're grateful for that day. Um, cause that not only makes you happy in the moment as you reflect, but it also trains your brain to look for those things. Cause you know, you're going to be sharing them. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really specific tactics that you can do. Um, I won't get, get into any more of them, but, um, having a habit of gratitude, I would say would be my other one. Oh, that's beautiful. I love both of those. Thank you. They're fantastic suggestions. So I'll make a note of those too. So Carolyn, I want to thank you so much. It's been such a lovely time to speak with you and to hear some of your stories about the work that you do and this great organization and the people in it and what you're doing in the world and how you're connecting and how you're making people feel happy by sharing good stuff. I love it. Well, thank you so much to you. I mean, this kind of conversation is just the absolute highlight of my, my week. Um, and getting to, to, to talk to you and having the, the fact that there's, you know, these, these podcasts and blogs and, and resources out there for people who are exploring this. I think it's really magical. Absolutely. Yeah. So I bow in gratitude to you. Thank you, Carolyn. And to you. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. The show notes for this episode can be found at positivitystrategist.com slash PS31. And on that page, you'll find links to all the sites and resources that Carolyn's referred to, and you'll be able to also download this week's Positivity Lens activity, which gives you four tips to help you bring more positivity into your life. (music) 
Carolyn recommends that you read the Buffer Open blog for all kinds of positivity tips to help you learn from science about the benefits of positivity, both personally and professionally. She also recommends that you make gratitude a habit, even just on a small scale. It begins to train your brain to look for the positive in a given situation. And it could be little things like, I'm so happy for my comfortable bed, or I love my morning cup of tea, or yay, I got to work out today, or I had a great call with my sister. Whatever makes you feel gratitude or brings gratitude to your life, write it down. And she even suggested that you have a gratitude partner so that you begin to share gratitude and play around with it because it spreads. It has a ripple effect. And then I'm going to throw in one here. I'm going to encourage you to go to positivityratio.com and take the positivity ratio survey and begin to track your daily progress. Also, you can be notified of new episodes by email. Links to all these suggestions are available on positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and remember... What you focus on grows, so grow towards your best.